Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. DJ Tony Dunn. She gon' take care of her bitch. She truckin'. She truckin'. She a woman with a rig. She truckin'. She truckin'. She gon' take care of her kids. She truckin'. Yeah. She about she do it big, she truckin', 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 she a woman with a rig, she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', ah. Welcome to She Trucking Blog Talk Radio. This is Tamara Spivey, your host for the evening. And you can reach me on Sister Blogging on Wheels on IG, Facebook, Tamara Spivey as a moderator, a admin on She Trucking. Tonight we have Logan Taylor and Dante Hafton with YB Normal. And Next week, we will also have Ms. Angelica Martinez, who is a, mod, excuse me, a moderator on She Trucking, who will be talking about truck sales. So thank you for listening this evening, and now we will start the show. Good evening, gentlemen. How's everybody doing this evening? Good afternoon. Hey, good How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So I'm going to let you guys uh, introduce yourself. Uh, Logan Taylor, if you want to start first. Uh, Yeah, sure. So my name is Logan Taylor. Um, I'm the founder and co-CEO of YB Normal. Uh, YB Normal, who we are and what we do, we uh, help economically disadvantaged at-risk youth. We help them overcome obstacles to empowerment, speaking, curriculum development, mentoring and coaching, and community outreach once a month. Um, I founded YB Normal in 2015, um, and then we, legal, we legalized everything in 20, early 2016, and uh, we hit the ground running. So, of course, you know, uh, I want to say thank you for this opportunity, and, uh, man, I appreciate what you all do as well. Oh, no problem. Um, and, Dante, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, too, sir? Yeah, my name is Dante Hampton. I'm the co-CEO of YB Normal. Um, I graduated from UTC um, with two degrees in marketing and entrepreneurship. Um, I walked on there as well as um, earned a basketball scholarship there. Um, I went around telling my story to various schools and teams and linked up with Logan. Um, we began making curriculums for the, for kids all over the U.S., and uh, the rest is history. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. Uh, and that was going to be a part of my next um, question. What made you guys collab? You know, what what made you want to get together and, and put this all together? I mean, because, you know, you see 
uh, more than anything when people are doing motivational things and, and they're going out and they're speaking to the youth and they're speaking to the public, you usually just only see one person. What made both of you guys get together and do this? Um, well, for me, it was um, it was because in one week in 2015 uh, during the summer, somewhere between June and July, um, we had somewhere between like no more than 25 shootings. I say about somewhere between 20 25 shootings in a week, and that's massive compared to um, bigger markets like Chicago, New York, Atlanta, Miami, Texas, and things of that nature. And so for me, um, and I, you know, I started doing what I'm doing because I felt like that was a cry out for help. Um, I was on family vacation with my uh, girlfriend at the time, which is now uh, my wife, and uh, we were uh, talking about some things, and I was discussing some things where I was telling her, you know, I want to give back to the community. I want to give back to my city. You know, I, I want to be a servant and things of that nature. And so um, she asked me to what, to when, to how, to where, you know, all those questions that they ask you when you want to start a business. And um, I just started shooting them off left and right, left and right. And then, you know, of course, coming from where I come from, um, coming from poverty and things of that nature, we don't see a lot of successful people unless they're on TV doing some type of sport or entertainment of some such. And um, for me, it was just about, you know, just giving back. And so I felt like that was a crowd for help. And that's one of the reasons why I started YV Normal. Okay. So you you saw a lot of yourself in most of the, most of the youth that you served or you just felt like it's, it was just something you really needed to do, or both. Myself, I've seen a lot of myself um, and a lot of the youth that that we deal with day in and day out, um, because we can relate um, to a, to a, you know quite a few things that they're dealing with. And so, you know, for me, that was um, that's that's what it was about for me is because I could see myself and I could relate to a lot of the issues that they've been through in life and whatnot. And what about you, Dante? Um, for me, it was um, I had seen Logan. Yeah, I think he had gave away some shoes to the to people in the community. And at the time, I was already doing local shuttles. Uh, my little brother was in middle school and high school, and I was doing local shuttles back and forth to every rec center on Saturdays just so kids can go mm-hmm. play basketball. And so for me, it was just being in the community and um, showing a difference for people who look like me as well as showing people you can come from nothing and make something out of it and come back. Because a lot of times when you do have a little success, you don't come back. And so for me, it was more so about being in my community, um, talking to people who know me and talking to people that know where I come from and giving them uh, a sense of hope, as well as um, being able to have them lean on me, as well as um, just continue to grow. And I think that's big as far as the community is coming back, loving on people, and giving people knowledge and wisdom to move forward. Okay. How exactly, how does the community receive you? You know, you said uh, giving back to people that look like you. How how was it when you started approaching uh, people of color how was it approaching them, and was it easily received, or was it rejected? It was um, it was it was all love actually, because um, it was crazy. Because when I when Logan started YB Normal, I was literally just a speaker. 
um, at the time. And so I was going around touching people, and people were just trying to figure out what exactly that YB Normal do. And then from a speaker, you know, I, I was asking about board meetings, and with the change of events, um, we started out with a big team, and it got right back down to us, and I became the co-CEO. And so I think the community leaned on us, and they realized that we are serious, and we're going to do the work. Because at the end of the day, it's just about serve us. It's not about the accolades. Um, it's not about the popularity contest. For us, it's just about doing the work. And um, I think and being consistent. And I think that's what's got us this far. And I think that's why the community and people respect us is they know one thing for sure is we gonna we gonna do the work regardless. Okay. And Logan, for you, how are you received in in the community? Was it ever any pushback? Um, were you questioned for the reasons why you're doing the things that you do, or was it just immediate love? Um, on certain things, there were um, certain things that was, you know, it was immediate love. Um, and then, of course, there were some things that we got pushed back on. Of course, nobody. Um, you know, ever brought it to my attention face. Um, but of course, you know, you know how people sometimes think this and things of that nature, but we never worried about that. Um, still don't to this day. Um, because we don't do it for the accolades or for people to talk about, you know, whether we're doing good or bad or whatever the case may be, we do it because it's about, you know, um serving and it's about impacting lives and, and getting those people to um, change you know, their family lineage and recreate history for themselves and, and things of that nature. And so, you know, for us, like I I block out the noise. Me and Dante, we have um, quite a few conversations amongst each other, um, and we have them quite often. And um, just being able to, you know, hold each other up when, you know, I'm having a tough time or when he's having a tough time and, and things of that nature. And so, um it's been, you know, it's, it has it's, it has had its ups and downs, um, but through it all, you know, we continue to just push forward, continue to do the right thing, and as long as your heart is pure, you, you know, and you got good intentions, don't worry about nothing else. Okay, all right. Um, another thing I, I did want to go a little bit deeper in, Logan, um, if you would share a little bit more about your story and you coming up, that was uh, one of the things that fascinated me about you. Um, I definitely went on to YouTube and I watched and listened to um, a whole lot of the uh, information that you had already put out. And, and if you could just go a little bit further into your background and tell us about what got you to being to in the place that you're in at this time? I first want to say thank you um, for your support and watching our videos. That it means the world to us. Um, sure. But for me, it was just um, it was just growing up. You know, my grandmother raised me, um, and so growing up in a you know you can say single parent household because my grandmother doesn't. My grandfather's passed away and whatnot, but um, I grew up without my father. My mom um, was very inconsistent in and out of my life, um, molested by my babysitter when I was 10 years old. Um, I have two kids, um, and I had them at a very, I had them at a young age, um, and I wasn't prepared or ready for them. Um, 
um, you know, being told by my eighth grade teacher that I'll either be dead or in jail and, you know, people that I thought were first were for me, not really for me, you know, people setting me up to, you know, see me fail and not succeed and things of that nature. And um, through it all, like a lot of the trials and tribulations that I faced in life, you know, growing up on welfare and whatnot and, um, you know, being homeless in 2010, sleeping in a church parking lot, um, those things, like, they really made me and shaped me to the man that I am today. Um, and so I've always been resilient. Um, and, of course, you know, being resilient, I've always had the ability to bounce back. Um, and that's been one of my strengths is being able to bounce back no matter what it looks like, no matter what type of opposition that may come my way or what obstacle may get in my way, like I've always had the ability to bounce back. Um, and the more that I've gotten into, you know, um, running, you know, running our company with Dante, like the more that I've been able to just be able to find out um, how strong I really am, right? Because there's been times where, you know, we we went for two years, and a lot of people don't know this, but we went for two years where we did – why be normal for free? And some schools and some people still turned us away. Um, and so just having that ability to say, okay, you tell me no, but I'm going I'm to continue to, I'm going to continue to progress forward anyway, or, okay, you know, my brother died uh, last year. My brother died last year in uh, November of, in November of last year. And I'm sorry, October of last year. And those past that, that, November and December were probably some of the hardest moments in my life. Um, and just being able to, you know, go see a therapist and be able to bounce back from that, you know, not, I'm not fully recovered yet, but I'm getting there. And so just being optimistic and then also switching my perspective when I face some type of opposition or when I face some type of problem, because a lot of times what happens is that uh, when people face problems, they like to victimize themselves or they like to be the victim. Um, and things of that nature or sometimes it's like you know you don't understand what I'm going through or you don't understand what I've been through and things of that nature but we all have a story um, and so in the process of everything and you know everything that I face and everything that I've done and everything that I'll continue to do um, you know I've always had the ability to bounce back um, and that's something you know I, that's one of my strengths is you know because sometimes I get down on myself when I face problems because I'm human um, and so just being able to bounce back, you know, I've been very resilient because I've dealt with a lot in life. And so just being able to, like I said, just bounce back from those problems, like it, it helps you and it gives you so much strength. So um, that's been, you know, one of the things that I've been able to, you know, deal with and be able to um, handle really well. First of all, I would like to say sorry for your loss. And uh, oh, no, I know sometimes okay. it, it, it cannot be uh, easy. But again, you know, just wanted to put that out there. Um, my question to you is, as a man first, as a black man second, was it hard to go and start talking to a therapist? How was it when you had to face your demons, if you would, and the things that you deal with on a day-to-day basis? How was that for you? Well, I come from a family that we don't do those type of things, which I'm pretty sure that's that's pretty popular um, in most African-American families is where, you know, you keep what's done in this house stays in this house. And that's something that, you know, I was always told 
you know, me and Dante, we have conversations about it um, because we have similar um, backgrounds and we both come from um, low-income families and things of that nature. And so um, I just found, you know, I didn't do it until I had a car accident um, in in September of 2018. Um, And the reason why I did that is because the trauma behind it was that there was a kid um, that died from the accident that I was in. And so it brought so much trauma to me. Um, and then in the process of me going to do that, I was able to rip the Band-Aid off of other demons that I was dealing with um, from an emotional standpoint, from a psychological standpoint, um, and things of that nature. And, it's man, I recommend it for anybody. Like, and when I, whenever I'm having a conversation with somebody, I always recommend to say, hey, man, go see a therapist, go to therapy, you know, whatever the case may be, because it has helped me tremendously. I have done, I know for a fact, if it wasn't for me going to therapy, I know a lot of the things that I faced within these past two years, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be strong enough to, to get through it if it wasn't being able to have that therapist. And then, you know, having, having my partner as well, like having Dante has, has helped me as well because he gives me a different perspective because he's on the outside looking in um, on some situations. And then even and then even on situations where we're in it together, he still gives me a different perspective because it may have been something that he's dealt with before or it may have been, you know, something that he may be dealing with, um, you know, currently or whatever the case may be. And he and my therapist have helped me so much. And so it's been – it's really been a blessing. Um, and then just being a black man, like, when I I know – when I tell people, like, oh, I mean, you need to go to therapy, like, they kind of blow it off. Um, mm-hmm. But I tell them, like, listen, like, listen, man, I promise you it'll help you. Um, because there's this stigma of going to tell your family secrets to somebody um, and, you know, you're looked down upon or you may be treated different or you may be judged or whatever the case may be. But it's just like – at the end of the day, like you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. Cause I know if I'm not able to, and me and Dante talk about this, like if I'm not able to take care of myself, um, then I'm not gonna be able to effectively be able to do what I need to do as far as it, within our company. Um, and if I'm not able to do what I need to do, then that puts a lot of weight on Dante. And you know, he, you know, he may not, he may not be able to carry all of the weight because we're in this together. And so um, those are some of the things, you know, I take into consideration, but I always recommend it for people, um, no matter what it may look like, because I was very uncomfortable when I first started talking to my therapist, and it has helped me um, tremendously. And, you know, being uncomfortable, that's where you grow at, and that's one thing that, you know, I've learned. That's one thing that I've learned, and then, you know, me and my partner, we have conversations about being uncomfortable and, and challenging each other and stuff like that, so. It's amazing. Okay. All right. And and thank you for that. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, I will um, also, for anyone that has any questions, want to jump on and speak to Logan Taylor or Dante Hampton of YB Normal. That number is area code 914-205-5328. Again, that's area code 914-205. Two zero five five three two eight, and I am Tamara Spidey, your host for the evening. Uh, Dante, almost the same question to you, but in what part of your your life that you've had to be 
uncomfortable, but you came through it? Um, well, I have a book coming out here soon about um, basically the life of a walk-on. And so for me, a lot of people don't know, but um, I experienced trauma at a very early age. Um, my mom was battling a drug addiction uh, my entire life. And when I was about 12 years old, um, my mom went to prison for about a full year. Um, and I was literally taking care of my brother. My grandfather had to move back from Nashville. And around that time, you know, you just becoming a teenager. So you're trying to figure things out. Um, and I could just remember, you know, doing things that I wasn't accustomed to doing, um, waking up and making mm-hmm. sure that your younger brother eats before you eat, um, making a difference as far as the sacrificing and, okay, if I iron, I'm going to make sure I iron his clothes first or make sure he has something first. And so um, that's the way I just grew up, and I battled it for a while. And my mom, um, once she finally got out, she was still battling, and eventually she got clean, and then she got diagnosed with a lung disease, um, sarcoidosis lung disease. And so all this was going while I was in high school, um, and then I ended up walking on at UTC. And all my school was paid for, but at the same time, I could I had full scholarships to play basketball elsewhere, and I decided to stay to take care of my family. And so for me, it was all about sacrifice. Um, I made a lot of bad decisions, risky decisions, um, whether that be gambling, um, stealing, um, just doing a variety of things to make ends meet. And I almost lost, um, almost, I basically was ineligible at UTC for a period of time. A lot of people didn't know, but I was a walk-on, so it just swept under the rug. And from that point on, I realized that I had to protect my last name. And so with that being said, I ended up waking up and I would work out two or three times a day. Um, we'll have a game. I wouldn't play. I work out afterward and I wake up and I do it all over again. Um, we'll go out to a party. I go to the party, leave the party three in the morning, work out, then go to sleep and then wake up and do it all over again. As well as trying to make sure I have the grades. And so I was living like a double life. Um, I learned how to do my own schedule, and I created my own majors. Um, At the time, I started out as an engineering major and realized I didn't have the time or um, the network to be around people. Because when you're an athlete at a university, a lot of people don't think you're serious about your work. You know, they just think you're dumb or they think you're just there to just to play basketball. And for me, it was a bigger picture. And so I ended up working pretty hard um, and earning a scholarship. And then I finished up pretty well before I uh, tore my ACL. And But I was luckily able to finish college with two degrees, and I got into logistics. And I've been a logistics professional for probably about eight years now. Um, so I've worked in the corporate America on the scene, both ends of it. I've been on the successful side. I've been on the side where they your company's been bought out and you're – like seven people away from the big payouts. Um, so it's just been a journey. And for me, it's just all about keep moving and um, having good character. I'm a firm believer in good character takes you a long way. And a lot of people mm-hmm. underestimate it. You know, no matter what field you're in, having good character will always open doors for you. And it always um, make sure you, it'll keep you respected. And it will just give you opportunities that you won't be able to get without it. 
Okay. Okay. It, it you know, I, I think we we all um, kind of go through life a little bit sometimes doing this whole thing called self-soothing. Um, however, we whatever path we that we do, and and I want to explain to people the reason why I'm doing it, doing this the way that I'm doing it because I let I want people to understand from what perspective everyone is coming from. So when I say as a man and as a black man, I need people to understand because everybody comes from comes from something different and it is seen differently from again from a man or a woman and, and unfortunately the skin tone it plays a big role in it. So I, I definitely understand the um the the places where you had to self soothe and going and doing the things that you had to do by taking care of your brother or going to go work out uh, work out and then go to work or go to school and do those things that you had to do. Um, I, I understand that um, coming from something um, a lot of trauma as a very young child grew up in a house with both parents, but. Um, at a very young age, a mother that died of breast cancer, and it was very, to this day sometimes with certain things, even though I've moved past it, I will never forget it. Um, I want to say I was about four or five years old, and I I can still tell you to that day what she looked like in that casket. And a lot of people who don't and who haven't experienced that, they kind of like brush it off and think, oh, well, it happened, you know, move on. But people don't understand sometimes where you come from with your mindset and why you are the way that you are. And that's why um, a lot of things are much more serious for you than they are for um, for for them. Um, I also want to ask you all, when you're coming into contact with uh, with the youth, uh, like on a one-on-one, one-on-one basis, and do you guys uh, deal with them on a one-on-one basis, and do any of them ever open up to you and just talk to you as an individual and not necessarily as a group? Oh uh, yeah, that happens. That happens on a on a daily basis um, uh-huh. when we deal with um, when we deal with the youth. Uh, when they come through our curriculum development program, whether it's us speaking at a school somewhere in the country, like whatever the, whatever the case may be, they come to us um, and talk to us, and we just build the relationship um, with the with those kids. And what happens is, is that with us building that relationship, they start the more that we're around consistently, um, the more that they start to open up and tell us, you know some of the traumas that they're dealing with or some of the problems that they're dealing with or some type of adversity that they're facing at the moment. Um, and, of course, you know, they may come to us and ask us for advice. Um, and a lot of times, you know, me and Dante can relate to some of those obstacles that they face um, because we went through them as kids. And so just being able to see somebody that looks like you and somebody that genuinely cares and doesn't have a ulterior motive to want to do something else uh, with you or to you or anything like that, like it's it's amazing. And so you know we do deal with kids on a one-on-one basis um, and things of that nature. Like I said, with our freaking development program or whether it's 
uh, going to speak at a different school somewhere in the country. Are you, um, do you work with just one set of kids or do you talk to all age groups? Do you, you know, elementary school to middle school to high school or uh, do you just focus in on one set? It's all age groups uh, for us. Go ahead, Lo. Yeah. No, I was going to say um, it's all age groups, um, but our focus, our focus um, and our target market is the middle school level, um, but then of course, with it being with us, you know, having a target market that we specifically focus on, and then next thing you know, all all the uh, different grade levels want us to have want to have come in. Like on the elementary level, we do third through fifth. On the middle school level, we do we do sixth through eighth, um, and that's through our curriculum development program. With our on the high school level, we do nine through eleven, um, and then we do first generation. Uh, college kids, and so being able to um, help all across the board, but our target market is middle school, um, but then we go with, like I said, third to fifth graders. Like, I just went to New York before this whole corona uh, breakout just happened. I was in New York um, speaking to uh, elementary school, and that was third to fifth graders in a small city in New York, and so, you know, it's it's it's, it's literally all over. And that's here locally as well as, you know, across the country as well. Mm-hmm. And and do you all um, sometimes take on adults? Do you um, do you coach adults sometimes, or do you specifically uh, stay with with children? Because I I want to say that I did uh, see Dante speaking to a um, a corporate group. Was that was that what I saw? Yes. Um, so I spoke to Rome Regency sales team and um, their sales were down just a little bit. And they they asked me to come in and I empowered their sales group. Um, so we'll speak to sales teams. Um, Logan potentially had a gig with FedEx. Um, we're, we're always open to um, speaking to adults as well as um, one-on-one coaching. It just it just whether uh, if they provide it or, you know, if they request. But we're always open. Okay, awesome. Um, um, is it and and when you're talking to to the adults, is it basically just going in and uh, keeping up the mo- the morale, or do they just actually need to hear some some inspirational talk. What exactly does that entail? Because I understand what it is that you do for the kids, but what is it that you exactly do for the adults? So what makes it unique is I actually have worked in the corporate world, and so mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is geared towards what exactly are they needing. You know, are our sales down? You know, is the morale of the company down? Do, do we need to empower more people? Um, is there a lack of leadership going on? You know, is there an accountability issue going on? And so what mm-hmm. I do is I always ask what exactly is needed. You know, where are y'all struggling right now as a company? And then I speak on that aspect and how um, they can in- improve that and where the- and what does that look like and where they go from there. And so it's pretty okay. cool because oh. um, I'm I'm a lot younger, and so when you speak to people older, you'll be surprised when you give that perspective on it. And so mm-hmm. it's unique, 
Um, I have I have done some one on one coaching with with adults as well, whether that be some of my friends or um, some older people who might be struggling as far as tapping into their own potential or what they're trying to do as well. Okay, okay. Um, looks like we have a couple of callers on. We got eight one five five one four nine four five seven. I'm getting ready to come to you now. You guys ready to take some calls? Sure. Yeah, we're ready. All right. Hello, eight one five. You're on. Eight one five five one four nine four five seven. You're on. Hello. All right. Sounds like that person is not there. We're gonna move on to the next. I got seven zero four nine nine three seven one seven zero. I'm coming to you seven zero four. Oh, that's me. Oh, that's you. Okay. All right, yeah, so because they called. called the call had dropped for some okay. reason. And, and oh, call dropped. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. All right. Just want to make sure that I'm keeping up with that. And for those who are interested in calling in, that's area code 914-205-5328. Again, that's 914-205-5328. Looks like 815 is back again. Hold on one second. Eight one five, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Who do I have oh, hi. tonight? Uh, this is Wanda. Um, my name is Wanda. Um, I have a question for Logan. Um, he said something that kind of touched um personally. Um, you said you were in a tragic car accident, which resulted mm-hmm. in um someone being um deceased. Um, mm-hmm. I have. Two cousins, one eighteen and the sixteen year old just passed away. This happened like a week and a half ago. And um uh the eighteen year old was in the car with him and I guess one of his friends was driving. Um those two were uninjured and a sixteen year old passed away at the scene. At what point did you realize that you needed counseling or how did you go about convincing or trying to get the 18-year-old to do some counseling? Because right now, I think maybe it's still fresh. He's thinking he's okay. And I know, you know, since his baby brother passed away, you know, I know he's probably not okay. So at what at what point or how much um, time passed when you realized that you needed to do some counseling? Um, so my accident was early September. Um, I want to say maybe by the end of September I was in counseling. Um, my suggestion is, is is for you to just talk to them um, and just kind of like fill them out because, of course, you know, when you ask him about therapy, he gonna automatically he already he automatically gonna jump to the defense because that's something that he's not accustomed to. Um, and so, you know, what I recommend is just talking to him and just seeing where his headspace is and then going from there. Okay, so, you know, they didn't actually mention counseling to you. You just realized eventually, like, what were the signs that you actually felt you needed to go to counseling? The trauma that I had, so not being able to go to sleep, um, seeing the young man die immediately off the impact um, and things of that nature, and then as well as 
um, seeing seeing just some of the old things, some of the old traumas that I dealt with growing up as a kid. And so that was my decision. I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to, you know, go to counseling and things of nature. And it was, uh, it was also something that was recommended to me, too, uh, because I see a, I seen a young man pass away. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for that feedback. Uh, I'd like to say uh, congratulations to you guys for being um, a pillar in, in your communities and a stand-up um, man for um, other little black men growing up and giving them something to look forward to and to see. And, uh, thank you for the opportunity. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Wanda. Appreciate it very much for you calling in. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you guys very much for uh, answering that question. And, again, just being very candid with the information because, again, I I feel like um, this is something we all need to do. Uh, One thing that I tried to do before I came on this evening was make a very quick message, a a video, if you would, just to – um, let the ladies in the group know that, you know, our our emotional uh, health is, is very, very important. You know, some people are so tough that they say, well, what does this have to do with anything? Well, if you're emotionally um, unstable, you're unable to do the job that we do. The job itself, if you go, go into the depth of it, is, is very stressful sometimes. And when you don't have it all together mentally, it's easy to crack under pressure and hurt hurt somebody or either hurt yourself or, or either end up killing someone or yourself. So I, I always in, encourage that 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 part of you, you know, just like your your physical health, you're taking care of your, your mental health and, and I think that's a whole lot of the things that missing in our society today is that there are more people cracking under pressure right along with their physical health also too. Um, And with that said, and with this recent thing that's going on with the coronavirus, are you guys um, being put in a position that you're having to speak to people who are feeling under pressure or very stressed due to what's going on right now in America? Yeah, it's um it's it's very it's very tough right now with with the virus going on because you have to not that you're not sanitary, but you just have to be mindful of what exactly is going on. I know for me it really hit when my job pulled um pulled us in a room and they was telling us that we were the only ones that are gonna be brought back and my job laid off about thirty people. And wow. it was and it was that that for me lets me know how serious it was, and knowing that some of those people had families, some of those people had kids, you know, some of those people were battling with illnesses, some of those people had surgeries, you know, so that met, let me know how serious it was, and then for me mm-hmm. to visit my grandmother and my grandmother nervous enough to tell me, you know, hey, you can be here, but just don't get close to me. Right. And yeah. And, you know, so I knew right then on every level how serious this was. And so for me, it just 
I just trying to be, you know, just trying to be a positive influence for others and uplifting people and trying to help as well as any way I can to others. Okay. Um, I, right, because um, the, I, I see the paranoia now. It's, it's like extremely overwhelming. And of I'm thinking, are we going to come back from this? Because I would say, I make a joke about it, but it's a little serious. I'm a self-proclaiming anti-socialist sometimes you know, in some respect, because I, I'm one of those people that until I trust you, I don't, my space is very limited. I, um, and that's not to do, that's not due to anything that's ever happened to me. It's just that I've always been mindful of my space, always. I think as long as I've probably been a child. And so now with this happening, you know, you're finding people, um, because I'm here in Atlanta, you're finding people who they are just truly cracking under pressure just being in house in the house after six or seven days with their own kids. And it's amazing to me how these are your kids, you gave birth to them, but you are finding that you are stressing out because you are in the house with someone that you gave birth to or uh, in the perspective of having a, a, a relationship or a marriage with someone that now people are actually really not getting along because they really don't spend this much time with each other. Yeah, that's, that's very, um, I think that's what's very scary about it as well is you away from your loved ones and you're away from people who you, you communicate with on a daily basis. So now it's forcing people to literally be inside their homes. And I think the I think it's a gift and it's a curse because I think a lot of people didn't realize how much they were out of sync with themselves. And so it's it's almost in a sense of um it's a like they're they're confused. They're confused in who mm-hmm. they want to be and they're confused when they're in that tight space. But it also gives you a perspective of people who are on house arrest. It gives you a perspective on people who are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And so just imagine if you didn't even have no resources at all and you're quarantined, you know. So I think everybody's affected by it on all levels. And I think people just have to be smart and um, really take the time to figure out what exactly they're going to, how they're going to go from here. Because I also think, you know, as bad as it is, I think a lot of people, needed this to peak for their next opportunity, if that makes sense. Absolutely. makes a lot of sense. I mean, in, in this, in this time, if you are put in a situation that you're actually being, you're actually having to stay at home, this would be the time not to necessarily do, but to really try to figure out exactly where you need to be and what you need to be doing. Um, um, I want to ask you also, Dante, what exactly is it that you do in logistics? All right. So I'll give you a rundown of logistics. Um, for me, mm-hmm. so I was hired back in, I want to say, 2013. So when I tore my ACL, mm-hmm. I graduated. And the coach I had at the time was fired. 
where they offered me a six year to come back. Um, Will Wade was the coach. Shout out to Will Wade. He's the head coach at LSU right now. Uh, he transferred okay. from VCU, and uh, he was at UT Chattanooga, and he was trying to get me to come back for a six year. Well, I had $4,000 saved, and so I was going around applying for all these jobs. I applied for Enterprise. I applied for Coca-Cola, Volkswagen, and some of these people was telling me I was overqualified, and they just went, mm-hmm. I couldn't get a job. And so I called my old coach, Coach Schulman, um, who coaches at Alabama Huntsville right now, but at the time he was a salesman at Access America. They was, they're probably the fastest-growing brokerage um, ever. And so at the time, he was like, just go in there for an interview. And so I went in there for an interview. It was like a round table. It was, it was crazy because they had about eight people in there. And and they did it on the spot. And people was like, who do you need? And everybody was like, no, I'll pass, I'll pass. And the president at the time is the guy that took a chance on me. And he gave me an opportunity. And I learned everything I could from him. And then, and so I was there, and then we got bought out by Coyote Logistics. And um, when okay. I was at Access America, I learned every single thing from booking loads to cold calling to um, pricing to scheduling, customer service, mm-hmm. you name it, I did it. Um, invoicing, okay. every single thing, I did it. And I was 106 at the time, and we got bought out by Coyote, so I missed that. I missed it by six people, and then I went back mm-hmm. into sales as far as calling on customers and things of that nature, and then I got into operations just because I wanted to learn a little bit more about what what was the day-to-day operations as far as taking care of customers, what exactly do they need, how do you get more freight from them, you know, the, just the basic um, day-to-day stuff and coming in contact with the decision makers and how does that look, and so from there... Um, it just took a while for me. I was there, and then it took a while for them to promote me. And they, they told mm-hmm. me, kept waiting, kept waiting. And then we got bought out by UPS. Um, I worked on site in Dallas for a while during peak season. I did that for two mm-hmm. years. And then after that, I left there and went to Lipsy Logistics. And that's where I became uh, just a broker. And I basically touched up on the flatbed division, learned a little bit more about flatbed. And now I'm at Safer Logistics, which is basically the same thing. And so I've done a whole bunch of things. I've been offered a lot of opportunities. Um, and at this time, I I haven't took any opportunities for the simple fact that I just love my flexibility because I do a lot um, as far as coaching. I'm assistant coach at Turner High School. Um, I'm CEO of YB Normal. And so I'm always interested in looking at things, but it just has to be the right thing and it makes sense. But I do have over 10-plus years of experience in logistics, and I've done every single thing from the trucking side to the brokerage side. Okay. So you are uh, right now, are you more or less on the trucking side or the brokerage side where you are now? Right now, I'm both. I do both still. Okay. All right. So, so you get an opportunity to, to interact with the drivers. So. Yes, uh, I have an opportunity to interact with the drivers on a daily day basis. Um, I help guys get their CDLs. I help guys um, figure out, you know, are they better suit for a drive-in? Are they better suit for a flatbed? Um, like I said, I'm just, I'm all over the place with it. I do a lot. Um, I, I love it, but I haven't, I don't think I've peaked to my full potential in it just yet. 
and I think that opportunity will come cool. probably in the next two next two years. Okay. All right. I'm going to bring on another caller. That's going to be area code 423-2779-677. Okay. 423, you're on. Hey, y'all. This is Sheree, and I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. This has been a very interesting show. Y'all from my hometown, so it's an honor to have y'all on. Thank you, and, thank uh, you. Dante, I definitely want to talk to you more. Um, okay. About what, how we can work together um, with the brand, with you know everything that we got, and see how we can pair together. I just met Logan what a couple weeks ago. I was so happy to meet him. <laughs> so um, yeah, we, yeah, we uh, thank at the, at, uh, the what was that? The, what hotel was that? Yeah, hello? so we definitely got like hello. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm listening. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I can understand you. He said, oh, go I was ahead. saying, go ahead. I'm sorry. But, yeah, we definitely have to connect uh, once I get back home off the road. So, and like I said, just thank you all for coming on to the show today. No no problem. Oh, no, thank you for the opportunity. Um, if, if I can help in any way, you let me know, and uh, we could definitely connect, whether it be on the logistics or the YB Normal. Um, anyway, I can help for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'll be reaching out to y'all, um, you know, after the show and stuff like that. Okay. Awesome. And great job, Tamara. I'm turning it back over to you. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Again, thank you all. I appreciate you guys answering these questions and and just giving us all this this great information because um, it, it I'm sure it's able to help people because I know these type of things help me. Um, I'm truly interested in um, again just just being in that place mentally where I'm able to do the things that I need to do as far as being out here on this road, because, again, it can be a very uh, stressful place. It can be a very uh, tedious place. Um, I'm going to open it up to you all now where um, you all can start plugging any information that needs to be done. But I will say this from both of you all. I wanna, want you to plug your website. Uh, I want you to plug, plug your email, your Twitter, your IG, and any events that you guys have coming up. So either one of you can start. Okay. So um, I really just want to say thank you for this opportunity because I know, of course, y'all could be doing something far more important than just listen to us, you know, um, yap our guns on on the podcast. But um, you can reach us on our website at ybnormal.org, and that's the letter Y, the letter B, and then normal. Um, dot org and that'll have all of our social media um, outlets um, that'll have our YouTube, our Instagram, um, our phone number, all of that information. You can go to our website. Um, we do have a few things um, on the horizon. Me and Dante have a book um, getting ready to drop um, called A Hundred Ways of YB Normal. Um, and what that book is about is that we took uh, some adjectives and 
uh, different synonyms and things of that nature and um, put YB in front of it and then told a story um, behind it from our vantage point and from our point of view and some of the things that we've dealt with in life um, and then leaving the space for the reader to be able to write about um, some of the things that they may have uh, faced when, when looking at that word or using that word and things of that nature and just giving them an opportunity to journal and look back over there um, over the timeline to see like, okay, man, you know, I failed at this, but I overcame, you know, be, being a failure and this is what it looked like and things of that nature. So just empowering um, the readers and the people that, you know, that are going to support us uh, when the book drops and things of that nature. Okay. Um, Dante, you want to go on and plug your information? Um, yeah, you can just reach us, uh, at, like you said, at YBNormal.org. Um, we're available on all social media outlets. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, Logan is doing some dope stuff right now as far as with the motivational videos. Um, he's killing it. He has a few videos over a million views. Um, so just continue to be on the lookout for those. Like you said, the 100 Ways of YB Normal is coming. Um, we have the um, Unpopular Introvert that will be dropping here soon, another novel that we'll have. Um, we always willing to do the life coaching if anybody's interested in that. Um, we have more YB Normal gear that will drop here soon. We'll probably do that, drop that the 1st of April or the 1st of May. Um, I know everybody's quarantining, and so uh, we have a lot more gear for people to have. Um, and just be on the lookout for us. Um, we love to interact with anybody, network with anybody. Um, for us, it's all about serving and um, continue to grow. And like always, uh, why be normal when you can be extraordinary? Absolutely. Now, go back. What is the unpopular introvert? What is that? So that's um, that's basically my story, and it talks. It goes okay. into detail um, of basically my life. Um, you know how people like for me, Logan, to tell you like I can talk to a million people, but I'm most comfortable with myself. Um, I like being around people, but at the same time, I like being in my own space. And so it just gives it just gives a perspective of that people didn't know. Um, I would say I'm not the most popular, but a lot of people didn't know me for me playing basketball, um, going being all state, going to UTC, and it was like a lot of people know me for the things I did, and so I was popular in that aspect. But at the same time, I was an introvert through the whole thing, and so you could be around okay. a lot of a lot of people and. And still not be who you want to be at the same time. That makes sense. So it's like Absolutely you popular, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like you popular. Everybody know you, but it's like nobody knows how you really feel on the inside, and you don't express right. yourself to people. And so you only you only feel free when you're by yourself. Okay. Now I hope you branded that because the unpopular introvert. If that was a shirt, I would definitely wear it. So I hope you bring it there. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I'm more so all YB normal. But, uh, right. <laughs> I definitely look into that. Yes. But I'm, I'm <laughs> that sure. Means, 
Yeah, that that needs that really needs to be a part of it because that that's a slogan. That is definitely a slogan because uh, a lot of people would would not admit to that, but I I uh, love that. I definitely love that. That that that's my life. So I definitely <laughs> I, I can I can relate to that. Um. Uh, also, too, I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys if I can if I can get you all just to commit to one two three things to me if I possibly could. Okay, what's up? I I was wondering if you all could possibly maybe once a month or twice a month give us something inspirational just for us to to post and put out there in in the she trucking atmosphere because again I think when we get more positivity in it will outweigh all the negativity so if I can get just something uh, 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 a quote or either a, a nice short 15 second video just something that we could put out there because I, I definitely I, I love the brand I love the YD Melvin brand we got plenty of quotes. Though. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, plenty. We got, plenty of of, we got a booklet of those, um, but we could for sure do that. Okay, and I, I appreciate that from you guys. Now, let me let me ask you guys this, um, Logan. I'm gonna start with you. What are you reading right okay. now, and what would you recommend? So I'm reading. Uh, there's three books I'm reading. One is um, dealing with forgiveness. It's called Radical Forgiveness. Um, another one is called Contagious. It deals with marketing. And then I'm reading a stock book um, dealing with the stock market and um, future uh, fundamentals and learning how to trade futures and uh, things of that nature. And so those are the three books that I'm reading um, right now mm-hmm. this, in this um, specific time and moment. And so the book, those are books that I always recommend. Um, anything that's going to stimulate your mind um, outside of, you know, watching TV. Um, I even watch mm-hmm. YouTube videos at night. I'm not watching much TV. Um, and so, um, you know, I recommend books like Contagious. I recommend books like Rich Dad and Poor Dad, um, The Magic of Thinking Big. Um, I like reading um, autobiographies like, uh, Michelle Obama, Becoming, that was a good book. Um, it was. Common, Common uh, wrote a book. Uh, I forgot what it's called. I forgot the name of it, but it was a really good book. Um, Charlemagne the God, his book was good. Like I, I read a plethora of books because my grandmother always told me growing up that um, if you ever wanted to hide anything from a black person, then put it in a book. And so that's just something that she always taught me. Um, growing up, and so I've always been a reader, and so those are the three books that I'm reading, Radical Forgiveness, um, Contagious by Jonah Berger, and then I'm reading a, a stock book um, on how to trade futures and things of that nature. Okay. And Dante, what about you? What are you reading right now? Uh, to be honest, I'm not reading. Um, okay. I'm doing something a little different right now. I'm more so mm-hmm. um, evaluating content, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah. um, so, cause my wife, my wife is actually an influencer. Um, y'all can follow her at curly hair chick on IG. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm getting into this content thing and what I'm realizing is everybody has content, like everybody, whether that be right. 
uh, that Netflix show, whether that be you posting stuff on Facebook. And so for me, that's like my reading. And so I'm getting involved in that. And like I study my wife's page and she has, she comes up, she's so creative in the way she just comes up with, whether it be a hairstyle, you know, her fashion for the day, um, a color, you know, all types of things. And so I'm more so right now just trying to tap into the content and what people don't understand is content makes the makes the world go. Kind of like how Donald Trump is his own content right now. And that's how he's probably he's that's how he's gonna get reelected. Cause no matter <laughs> what happens, he always has content. Whether it be good mm-hmm. good bad good content or good bad content. I mean, whether it's good content or bad content. And so I'm just trying to study um the avenues of content and how how you can have an impact and how people tell their stories. Um, I know I, I love anthropology, so I'm big on perspective. And Logan to tell you this, every time something comes out, I always try and flip it to see what's the other side of it. Or let's say, can I, can I look at this from a different lens to see what it looks like? Or what is it, how does it make me feel? Or how does it make the next person feel? And so right now, that's, that's what I'm doing. Um, but when I was reading... I liked it, The Richest Man in Babylon. Uh, Logan suggested that to me. Um, and so I liked it that. And then I had a book um, that I recently started reading from uh, one of my good friends. Um, his dad is, is from New York. It's called Musing with a Bear. And it's basically where it talks about how he goes to Red Rooster like every Friday. And he's a local mm-hmm. guy in, in Harlem. And Red Rooster is where all the celebrities go. And he just literally talks about his interaction with every single celebrity that comes about, whether it be Spike Lee, Denzel Washington, all these random guys. And it's crazy because he's been living in Harlem since like the 50s and 60s. And he's and all these people remember him from the years past and how he's just talking with them and having conversation with them. But that's what's going on with me right now as far as reading. And I'm going to ask uh, each one of you for an inspirational quote before we uh, get out of here tonight. Okay. Logan, you first. Oh, I thought Dante was going to go first. My bad. Um, <laughs> no, your, nope, your turn. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, your current situation is not your final destination. Um, and what I mean by that is that um, a lot of times we face some type of adversity, some type of problem, and a lot of times we think that it's the end um, of our situation, and it's really not. Um, because, you know, we can look back on our lives, and there's been times in our lives where we, when we face some type of opposition or some problem, and we thought then, how am I going to get through this? I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to face this problem. Uh, you know, nobody understands what was me. Let me, you know, be the victim and things of that nature. And, and you know, this is something that Dante has helped me done, helped me do is, you know, switching your perspective. And so understanding that your final, um, your current situation is not your final destination. And so if we actually change our perspective to understand that and to actually see that, it'll make it a lot more easier to go through the process in order for us to be successful or to obtain a goal or to be able to overcome that opposition or that obstacle. Okay. Thank you. And Dante, you 
Um, I'll just go with something simple and control your de- control your destiny. Um, I have that tatted on my arm. Um, it's some I started. Um, that perspective came about for me around when I was uh 13 years old, and uh, my mom was incarcerated, and so I was. It was just simply saying, you know, control what you can control, and at the end of the day, you gotta hold yourself accountable at all times, no matter the environment, no matter the situation. Well, again, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on this evening and and sharing your stories, sharing the information, and just, again, just spreading positivity and, and just being who you are. Why be normal? You know, and, and again, I, I appreciate it very much and love the brand. And, uh, thank you for the opportunity. Anytime, anything we can do to help serve in any capacity, you let us know and we'll, you know, we'll be there. For sure. We we will. And, again, thank you very much. And, uh, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. We truly appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this evening to the show. And this evening we had on Why Be Normal with, excuse me, with Logan Taylor of Dante Hanson. And, again, the Instagram is Why Be Normal. That is the letter Y, Be Normal. And also you can reach reach Logan Taylor at Logan Taylor, excuse me, at Logan at YBNormal.org, Dante at Dante at YBNormal.org. And don't forget to tune in next week where we have one of our moderators on, Angelica Martinez, who will be talking about truck sales. Again, that would be um, Angelica Martinez talking about truck sales. She specializes and truck sales Monday through Friday. <clears throat> excuse me, Monday through Friday, with also with truck sales and financing. <clears throat> excuse me, very much. Truck sales and financing, and she also finances uh, heavy equipment and all your trucking needs. Again, I am Tamara Spivey. I'm an admin with She Trucking, and I'm also on Sister Blogging on Wheels. You can find me on Facebook and also find me on IG where I do a blog that focuses on the road and all my experiences. Again, I appreciate everyone tuning in tonight, and everybody be safe out there on the road. Be very nice. She gon' take care of her bitch, she truckin', she truckin', she a woman with a rig, she truckin', she truckin', she gon' take care of her kids, she truckin', yeah, she a boss, she do it, bitch, she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she a boss, she do it, bitch, she truckin', she truckin', she a woman with a rig, she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', ah.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.